Welcome to the Tony Gaskin Show, best-selling author, celebrity life coach, and international speaker. The purpose of this show is to bring you motivation, inspiration, and education in the areas of life, love, and business. Thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Talks with Tony. You know, today I want to talk to you about something, and, and I want you to be very mindful of this as you are, you know, out here in your dating lives and what you're doing. And I guess we would call it dating down, dating down, because I see it happening so often, and so many people are so desperate for love that they start to date down. And then at the same time, I see other people who refuse to date down and they remain single for a long time. But then I realize in their standards, they may be unrealistic in certain areas and not really know it, not really understand it. Now, that is what I'm trying to do to kind of bring some balance, bring some understanding and give you an outside opinion. And I'm always here. You know, if you are questioning your standards, you know, reach out to me. Let's do a one-on-one session, and I'll give you some unbiased, real feedback. And I think that's one thing that we don't have often. And I, I just, you know, I'm thankful, you know, that I was blessed to kind of come across my equal. And in a sense, when I met my wife, she kind of was dating down because she was in college to be a a doctor. You know, she was a biomedical science major. I was a whatever felt good major. So I was criminology, then I was Africana studies, and I was business management. And I, you know, just whatever felt right at the moment, didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know, academically. But she had this clear-cut path. And You know, I had been out there, been around, and she hadn't. She had saved herself and had only been in one serious relationship. Me, I probably was going on my 100th. I didn't share all of that information. But in a sense, she kind of almost dated down. But what she did is she looked at, you know, my morals and my values, who I said that I was and who I knew I could be. I was speaking as if I am this person. although I was still growing into that young man, but I knew who I was called to be. And that's what she bought into. And when I showed myself to be something different, she was like, whoa, hold on, hold on. And she got me in line real quick. And so I, and I noticed this a lot with women, you know, and maybe it's your heart. Maybe it's just where you are, how you view the world. But one thing that's really making me feel bad for a lot of ladies is just that dating down curse, that that syndrome. And you can, you know, I, I see ladies who are at the height of their career. You could be at the height of your career, making the most money probably that you will ever make in your career. And then these women will go and get with a guy who is unemployed or who isn't at the height of his career. And he feels like if I can latch on to her, she can pull me up. 
And then what the lady doesn't understand is that by latching on to this man, who, yes, maybe he may not be at the height of his career, but he also does not have character. So he doesn't have character. His morals and values are out of whack. And she latches on to him. And instead of her being able to pull him up, he pulls her down. So she ends up losing her job or losing her foothold in life because she latched on to a man who was going down instead of trying to climb up. And the key indicator that showed that he was going down is his character, his morals and his values. And she did not know what a high character man looks like. So when you look at a high character man and you can fl flip this and it goes the same for a high character woman. But when you look at a high character individual, this individual will walk and talk and carry themselves in a way that is conducive to personal and worldly success, meaning this person is not doing things that are counterproductive. And the things, the choices they make puts them in line to be successful in their personal and their professional lives. Now, to be honest with you, when you really look at it, it goes all the way down to their language that they use. You know, what language do they curse a lot? If, if you curse like a sailor, it's going to limit you in certain circles, in certain areas of life. Um, do they get drunk? Do they smoke? So let's look at cursing, something that people see is very trivial and we don't even think about it. But the studies show the more a person curses, the less sensitive they become to their behavior. So if a person curses like a sailor, what that means is this person is going to be cursing around their kids. And what that means is that your child is going to be in elementary school dropping F-bombs and getting in trouble, being isolated from other kids or ruining the whole class, being the bad apple in the class, getting in trouble. You got to get called to the office, and now you're trying to make excuses for your little bad cursing child. So that goes recursion. If the person gets drunk, what does this mean? If a person gets drunk, that means that they are corroding their internal organs. They are cutting their life expectancy short. They're also putting themselves at risk for a DUI, for a car crash, you know, while being drunk, for behavior that is not becoming of a respectable adult. So I've seen people who do very well in business world and make good money, but they have a drinking problem. And so what does that call? It leads to, I knew individuals with DUIs, uh, domestic violence incidents, you know, insubordination or whatever you want to call it. What's, what's that? Uh, indecent exposure, um, public disorderly conduct, you know, screaming, yelling, falling out, getting in trouble when you're out and about, you know, the police having to be called because you're disturbing the peace. So drinking will lead to all of that. Also, you're going to have drinks lying around the house. Uh, 
and your child will have them, you know, have a, a few sips at 10, 12 years old, go catch a bottle that wasn't finished and take it to the head. Then when the child gets 15 and 16, they're going to have a full bar. So when you're out of town, they're inviting the friends over and them and the friends getting drunk. Now your child got alcohol poisoning in your own house. See, a lot of people don't think like this. You know, you're not really processing because like, oh, man, I can't live. I can't even live. Something wrong with that. Getting drunk. Next thing is getting high. You know, a person getting high, what are they doing? The, your lungs or, or smoking, period. Your lungs turning black. You're cutting your life shorter. You're smelling like an ashtray. So now you can't even have a good romantic kiss because it's like ashes being dumped in your mouth. And you're lying there. When you have a baby, you got marijuana seeping through your pores or nicotine through your pores. So your baby is laying on your arm and it's going into your baby's skin. It's in their pores now because it's coming out of your pores. And see, people don't think about this. All this goes with character. All this goes with life choices. And you got to check yourself. This is going to be painful because you'll be like, man, oh, man, you're trying to. You're trying to, oh, I'm supposed to be perfect. I'm supposed to be holy and spot free. You got to check yourself and get in line because if you want to attract a high quality, high character person, you have to be a high character person. And then let's go even to just your lifestyle, you know, your sexual lifestyle. If you're promiscuous and you sleep around. So if you meet somebody and they say, hey, look, I, you know, I sleep around you know, I don't really, I struggle with monogamy. I'm not sure I believe in monogamy or if it's even possible. So you say, okay, well, I'll take a chance. I could change their mind. And then the next thing you know, you're being cheated on. They're sleeping with other people. They're asking you, do you want to have threesomes? Do you want to go to the strip club and watch the dancers? Do you want to, you know, watch this on the computer? Do you want to go here, go there? And now they're dragging you into this. And what does that lead to? Risk for diseases, risk for illegitimate, you know, children being brought into the world, all of these things. So this is what I mean by you have to look at the character. What's another thing? It could be gambling. You know, gambling for a lot of people is seen as is normal today. So a person goes to the casino to spend a thousand dollars, depending on their money, spend ten thousand dollars, spend fifty thousand dollars. Some people, $500,000. Eventually, it catches up to you because you're going to lose way more than you win. So you can meet a person who has money, and let's say they have, you know, they make millions of year. But if they gamble hundreds of thousands, eventually that income is going to slow down, but the gambling is going to speed up. And because they hit the jackpot every now and then, it becomes addictive so what's going to eventually happen? Your life savings will be gambled away. And so you have to pay attention to things like that. So this is what I mean by a high character person. So you have to look at this person and see how they carry themselves. Now, if you do all of these things, then you can't really judge them and say, hey, you can't do these things because you do those things. So what you have to do is you have to work on you. You got to fix you, fix you first. I think that's chapter one of my book, uh, Mrs. Right. Fix you first, and then you will attract what you become. So when you become a better person, 
and you fix your life, you're going to attract a better person. It doesn't mean that someone who isn't on your level won't approach you. But I mean, you won't accept someone who isn't on your level. But where whatever level you're on, you will accept someone on that level or lower. So you have to think about this. And, and what I'm seeing is so many people are dating down. So you you may be, you know, no none of us are perfect. But you may be more perfect than someone else, you know, doing more right than you are wrong. And that little bit of wrong is like the little bit of leaven. And you allow that leaven to leaven the whole lump, meaning you allow that little bit to turn into a lot and it blows up. So you accept someone in your life who you say, okay, I got a little bit wrong with me. They have a little bit wrong with them. But your little bit of wrong does not equal their little bit of wrong because if both of you took the wrong you did and planted it as a seed, one will produce something the size of an oak tree and one will produce something the size of a lily in the field. And so you don't really evaluate it like that and you take them with their wrong, which may have, you know, come with some repercussions that are much greater that what they reap from what they're sowing is much greater than what you reap from what you're sowing on that wrong side. And that costs you and it can cost you your health, your physical health, your mental health. It can cost you financially, socially, emotionally, and you have to be mindful of that. So and it could be as simple as, hey, I'm employed. This, yes, okay, this guy is a very nice person. Or this woman is a very nice person. But are they employed? If you're employed and you're cashing checks, then you shouldn't be entertaining someone who is unemployed. If they're unemployed and remaining unemployed. Now, if they're on the job hunt and they're really busting their butt to get a job and you know eventually that job's going to come through, okay, that's something different. But if they're unemployed and they're complacent in that unemployment, they're complacent in that unemployment line, catching, cashing those unemployment checks. That's only going to last a year. Or they're getting a little pension or severance pay and it's being broken up and it's coming to them in little payments. That's only going to last for a certain amount of time unless you know they have a situation set up that they're going to be paid for the rest of their life and they're going to be paid well. And then they don't have habits that's going to squander that, a gambling habit, drug habit you know, addiction that's going to cost them all of their money. Now, that's totally different. But it can be as simple as that. If you don't curse, then you shouldn't be entertaining someone who curses like a sailor. If you believe in the holidays and you celebrate Christmas and Easter and birthdays, you shouldn't be tied up with someone who doesn't want to celebrate any holidays because now your kid's going to be torn and confused. If you are... Uh, a Christian, you shouldn't be tied up with someone who is a Muslim. If you're a Muslim, you shouldn't be tied up with someone who is a Christian because now you is you both have a religion and, and hey, that's great. But if you believe totally opposite, if you believe Jesus is the way and the life and they believe Jesus was just a mere man, but he was a good guy, your belief system is totally different. So you can't build on a firm foundation. It's not that you're being, you know, that you're discriminating or that you you know, have hate in your heart. It's just that you're using wisdom. 
if you don't smoke, you shouldn't be tied up with someone who smokes. If you don't gamble, you shouldn't be tied up with someone who gambles. So really look at your life and evaluate who you are entertaining and really ask yourself, are they on my level? If you believe in being faithful and having a monogamous relationship, then why be with someone who you know is a cheater and promiscuous and their record shows it and you may get with them not knowing that and then they cheat on you. You find out they cheat on you. It could be a year, two years in, you find out they cheated on you in the beginning. Then you find out a second incident where they cheated. Then you find out a third incident where you cheated. Well, why would you go and get pregnant by this person after you found out that they're a cheater? Because now you just tied yourself to this person for at least the next 18 to 21 years, and they are a cheater. Now, yes, you can leave them, but now you're bringing in a child who won't have someone, you know, the other parent in the home, all because you ignored the red flags and you went ahead with something that you should have stayed far, far away from. So I want you to think about this, and it may sound harsh, it may sound judgmental, but this is your life that's at stake. This is your livelihood. This is your, your health in every aspect, mental health, emotional health, financial health, spiritual health. This is your health at stake. Your life, your livelihood, your health, your future, your family, everything is at stake. You cannot play with your heart. You cannot put your heart on an auction block and allow it to go to the highest bidder just because they have, you know, a, a cute face or a nice body or, you know, a good job. Or you have to really look at their morals, their values. And if they have good morals, good values, and high character, then no matter where they are in life, even if they're without a job, they will eventually have a job and earn great money because they have character and they have morals and values and they will push themselves in their life. So evaluate this and, and look closely and use discernment and really ask yourself, is this person on my level? I see men with unemployed, complacent women who will not bring anything to the table and, and in some cases, it might not be about money. It might just be about mental and emotional stability. You know, my wife does not work, but she makes sure our sons, and she does, you know, little, she got little odd jobs here like consulting gigs that is paying her, but she doesn't work a 40-hour-a-week job. But guess what? My son has straight A's. They have clean fingernails. Their clothes are ironed. So it's not like she's not working and then every, but when we go to school, we see 90% of the kids, dirty fingernails, clothes aren't ironed, you know, hair's a mess, and their their mother may work. So, okay, because she's working 40 hours a week, and then, and then a lot of the moms don't work and kids still dirty and wrinkled. And I remember my son was doing a, a picture at school and the photographer said to my wife, she said, I do these pictures all the time. And one thing I always notice are these kids, fingernails and toenails. And your son 
was the only kid with clean fingernails and toenails. That told me right then, you are a great mom. My little four-year-old came to my uh, wife the other day. Mommy, I want to get my ears. Can you clean my ears? Because he's used to getting his ears clean. Because I saw some dirt in such and such's ear. Ew, I do not want any dirt in my ear. And so she ha- so for me, that is worth more. My kids, my, my son being on the head of school list, which means all A's, no A minuses. He's the is six kids out of probably, I don't know, 50 or more. Six kids, last report card, who made that list. He was the only boy and the only person of color on that list. Everybody else was on the list up under that, who you have some A minuses. And that meant more to me than my wife making $100,000 a year. So for me, she's what she brings to the table is priceless. Like I can't put a dollar sign on it. So yes, I may make great money, may have a great income, but I don't have to say, well, you have to match my income or have, you know, a close income or have income because of what she's bringing to the table. Now, guess what? If she had no income and then no work ethic, no responsibility, if my kids were dirty and wrinkle and getting, you know, C's, then we would have a real problem. You know, I don't drink, I don't curse, I don't smoke. If she was getting drunk, getting high, you know, and want to gamble and do all, then we have a real problem. So I want you to think about this and really evaluate and then don't feel judgmental. You know, you're protecting your your life. You're protecting your peace. You're you're securing your future. So it'll be better for you to wait on the right person who can match your fly, who can meet you at your level of greatness, and you all can build together instead of you dating down with someone who isn't trying to come up. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this. If you need more, make sure you visit TonyGaskinsAcademy.com. Grab the Real Love University. Spend some time with it. TonyGaskinsAcademy.com. As you know, I answer a lot of questions on here. Send an email to inbox at TonyGaskins.com. Inbox at TonyGaskins.com. Also, looking to start doing some live coaching sessions. If you have an issue you're dealing with, I'm looking to do some live coaching sessions. You can be anonymous, of course. You don't say your name, your location. You just tell me about your situation, and we just kind of talk through it and see if we can come up with, with a solution for it or, you know, make some type of headway in that situation. So if you're interested in having a live coaching session, email inbox at TonyGaskins.com and say, hey, I would love to have a live session for you with you for the podcast. Thank you so much and we will talk soon.